This teaching is brought to you by Christian Family Church International. Well, hey everybody, welcome back. So good to have you guys here with us today. And this Sunday is such a special weekend. We are in Vision Sunday. So I'm preaching this message on behalf of Apostle Theo, uh, and this is for the church in Johannesburg. Amen. Are you guys ready for that? So remember, let's comment and take notes and get your Bible out because this is going to really, really bless you. Let me start off by saying this. 2020 has been a devastating year for all of us with an international lockdown not only due to the pandemic, but a lockdown on life, a lockdown on the economy, a lockdown on our personal lives and freedoms, and perhaps even more importantly, a lockdown on our visions and our dreams. At first, the disease was far away and far off, but now it has come so much closer and is affecting our personal lives and those of our families. Many people in this time have lost their jobs, income, and means to live. And this has caused people to lose their dreams and their vision. It's not just this weekend. It's not just a vision about the church, but it is about your vision as well. So today, I want to talk to you about the church vision for 2021. But also, I want to talk about your vision for 2021. And here's why you must have a vision. This is, here's why the church needs a vision. I mean, especially in this time, family, four reasons why you need a vision. Number one, vision focuses. Vision energizes. Vision creates confidence. And vision mobilizes. So with that in mind, is that it's good to have a vision because it keeps you in the now and will move you forward, gives you confidence about the future. Currently, there's too much bad news going around and everybody's just down and and don't know what, they don't don't even have a vision for tomorrow morning. So we're going to focus on vision, but I'm also going to speak to vision in your life. Look what the Bible says here. It says in Proverbs, if people can't see what God is doing, They will stumble all over themselves. In other words, if you don't have vision, listen to me now, personal vision and church vision. If we don't have a vision, you will stumble over yourself. You won't know what is right and what is wrong. You won't know whether I should do this. You won't have the confidence to do what you're doing. But when they attend to what he reveals, what God says, what God's vision is for us as a church and for your life, you are most blessed. Amen? I love what D.L. Moody says. He says, our greatest fear should not be of failure. Too many people are scared of failure, but of succeeding at something that doesn't really matter. Can you imagine devoting your whole life to something and it really doesn't matter? You're getting, your, you're getting so twisted up about issues and things in life, it really doesn't matter. It's not about that. It's about your relationship with God. And today and this time, more than ever, man, do we need God. Family, if the church were not to exist this way tomorrow, how will we stay connected? Well, that's what I'm going to be talking to you about because our church, we've got a great strategy. And I'm going to share that vision with you 
as given to us by Apostle Fear. So the first thing that's important here is that lost people must be saved. We need to continue to proclaim the gospel. We need to get people saved. We can't just, the church is not for you and I. The church is for those that are far away. Not physical distance, but far in their relationship with God. Secondly, is that saved people, once they get saved, can be pastored. We can then pastor them, take care of their needs. Thirdly, is that pastored people are then trained. They're then equipped for their ministry. And then lastly, once we've trained them, we can mobilize them and they can become productive members of the church. We can run an underground church with all of you. <laughs> Amen. We don't need this perhaps. If we can do all of those things, then we can run the church underground. Can you believe that? Amen, family, are you with me? Now, what is the vision of the Lord Jesus Christ for the church? I love what it says in Isaiah. It says, the spirit of the sovereign Lord. This is, this is prophetically speaking, the prophet Isaiah over the life of, of Christ to come. What he will do. And if that is the, the, the mandate, the job description of Christ, then surely this is the a vision statement of the church. So it says here, the spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me because he has anointed me. God has anointed you and God has appointed you to proclaim. You must proclaim the good news to the poor, poor in spirit. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted. Too many people are broken in this time, suffering from stress and don't know how to respond appropriately in this situation. To proclaim freedom uh, for the captives and release from darkness, from the prayer. So many people are caught in, you see, your quiet time has gone so quiet that God's not even hearing you anymore. We need to be released from that position of darkness. Hey, family, let me even say this. We spoke about it this week on 21 Days of Prayer. Perhaps in this time, you have completely backslidden. You're no longer serving God the way that you should. But I've got good news for you. You can be released from darkness and God, and, and we can proclaim the year of the, of the Lord's goodness. Amen and favor. And then it goes on to say, and to comfort all those who mourn, those people that are in mourning, provide for those who grieve in Zion, to bestow on them the crown of beauty instead of ashes. I love this part. God will take your ashes and he will bestow beauty and joy instead of mourning and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. They will be called oaks of righteousness, I love this. And a planting of the Lord for the display of His splendor. God is going to display Himself through your life. Listen to me now. It's as you press in family, as you press into the vision for the church, you're also pressing to your own personal vision. God is going to display His splendor in your life. He will rebuild your life. He will restore what the devil has stolen and He will renew. Come on, right there, give me a mighty shout of praise if you agree with that. So it's important that God will rebuild us. Amen? Now, that means that we've got to do four things. Number one, we've got to proclaim the good news, as it says here in Isaiah. Pro proclaim the good news. Number two, we've got to bind up the brokenhearted. This is something that we as a church need to do. Thirdly, is that we must bestow on them beauty instead of ashes, as I said earlier. And then fourthly, they are to rebuild others. You see, only once you've heard the good news, only once your broken heart has been mended, only once your ashes have been turned into beauty, only then can you re rebuild others. Can you see the process? And so we want to work with you. We want the vision to be in your heart so that we can be a blessing to the body. But not only so, whether we are in person, uh, live streaming, or not, uh, or uh, 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 the underground church, we can do all of these things. Amen, family? 
We're getting ready, like Apostle Theo says, because there's a storm brewing. I'll be ready. You can't wait for the storm to hit. And then you say, okay, now, where's God? It might just be too late, oh foolish virgin. Now look what it says here. In Mark 16, it says, He said to them, go into all the world and preach. Whoever believes will be baptized and saved. That's what our mandate is, family. Then the disciples accompanied, and then the disciples went out and preached everywhere. And working with them, the Lord worked with them with signs and wonders following. So God is going to, when you go out there, you won't be alone. He's never lost a battle. I love that. And God is going to be with you as you preach. He will accompany it with signs and wonders following. He will confirm his word. So in other words, we are to, number one, preach the word of God. Secondly, we are to pastor the people. Now, family, when you're watching this, don't just think, okay, Pastor Johnny, you are going to pastor us. No, I'm talking about you leaders. I'm talking about you members. You are to preach. You are to pastor. Amen. God has anointed you. We saw that in Isaiah. God has anointed you for this time, for this place. Everybody is ready. Everybody is a minister of the gospel. And thirdly is that we are to create disciples, make disciples, not groupies. We're talking about people that hear the word, understand the word, and do the word. And we disciple them in Christ, not in Johnny or in this person or that person. Amen, you got me? And then lastly, we've got to send them. Now go, come on, you can do it. You can do it, go out there, go proclaim the word, do what you need to do. So because of all of this, you know it by now, but I'm gonna keep on repeating this until the end of days, is that we develop four programs and four values here at Christian Family Church to help us on our journey so that we can, uh, we can live the vision every day in everything that we do. The first point is, number one, is that we must know God. Look what the Bible says here. Not everyone who calls out to me, Lord, Lord, will enter into the kingdom of heaven. Amen, family. Just because you know God doesn't mean to say that you are gonna go into heaven. On judgment day, many people will say, all right, um, we prophesied in your name and, uh, I will ne- and, and the Lord will say, but I never knew you. I don't wanna be there that day. Family, when... When the pauper hits the fan, let's say it's a rapture now, today. I don't want to stand and say, Lord, but I prophesied in your name. And he says, I know you're not. We need to know God intimately. Amen? So we must know God personally, not as a cuss word. So many uses his name as a cuss word. Not as a movie character. You must know God. Else all the conspiracy theories on Facebook and YouTube and, and emails and whatever you get, it will make you to doubt your salvation. You must know God so we can stop talking more about the Antichrist to come and talk more about Christ that has come. (laughs) He is Lord of the church. I will build my church and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. Hallelujah. Come on. If you agree with that, give the Lord, give me a high five or a high 10 or whatever in the comments there. Amen, family. Stop talking too much. You're talking more about Antichrist and about what will happen, all the promise, and you're not talking about Christ. Come on. We need to talk more about Christ. Proclaim him, preach him, pastor him, disciple, and send them. So because of all of that, what have we done to get people to know God? How can I know God better, Pastor Johnny? Well, number one is that we created weekend online and in-person worship experiences. This is a worship experience for you. 
If all of those of you that are watching leaders by now, you would have told, I know, that because you are faithful and diligent. Leaders, listen to me. You by now told all your leaders under you and your members and your teams and everybody under you. And they all are engaging on this broadcast today because we create this for you so that you can know God better. Amen? The second thing is we, we do this because reaching the lost is the biblical mandate. That is the great commission. Go and make disciples. Thirdly, we will keep on preaching this because heaven and hell are realities. There is a heaven and there is a hell. It is a reality. And we got to get people on their way to hell say, no, no, turn back, come back, come back this way. And for us, that is to preach the word. Not just for me, for you, you. You got to preach the word. Amen. And then lastly, because inviting unchurched people, those that are far away from the Lord, is a life-giving online in-person church service. It's one of the most effective methods to reach people and get them to know God. Amen? Number two, you've got to find freedom. Look what it says here. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. You see, family, we are to confess our sins to each other, not like a priest, but to say, help me, man. I'm struggling in this area. I need freedom. I've got lots of yesterdays that are holding me back that I can't deal with. And pray then for one another. But Pastor Johnny, I'm not a pastor. I don't know how to pray. Just agree with that people. Just pray, a simple prayer. And it will be done so that they can be healed. That's why the church are here, family. So we got to deal with your yesterdays. You've got to deal with your yesterdays. You know, if there's things that are, that are, that are causing you to stumble and, and hang-ups that you have, deal with your yesterdays. And that's what we do here at church. We provide or give you the opportunity to find freedom so that you can cope so that you don't have stress in your life. Many people that's had COVID now all of a sudden are finding themselves in a place where they don't know how to successfully or uh, positively integrate into society. Now all of a sudden, they don't want to go to their friends, don't want to go out to shops, don't go to malls, uh, and that's all good. But if it becomes fear, then that's a problem. Amen. Because then that situation is controlling you. And the Bible says, He has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. But if you've got yesterdays and you can't cope and you've got stress, we're not going to frown on you. We're going to bring release in that area. If you've got any challenges, call and we're going to help you, family. I don't care how many it is, a thousand, two thousand. And don't feel like, oh, but I'm a leader, Pastor Johnny. I'm not supposed to have stress. Hey, it happens. We're here to help you, okay? So do what you did before. Get born again. <laughs> Amen. So what is important here at the church when we find freedom, we do that in the environment of groups. And so before you got born again, you, you were shooting. You were uh, uh, clay pigeons, uh, not people, clay pigeons, okay, and, and targets and things like that. Uh, you were doing pottery lessons. Uh, you were in a running club like myself, running. You were doing all kinds of things. I'm saying, man, bring your interest and come and do year at church. Bring your friends with, and we'll create a great environment and add so much more to their lives, to build into their lives so that God can work in and through your life. Because what is going to happen in the future? We know. We've read the book. So groups are my support structure 
for the end times. Listen to me, family. Groups are your support structure for the end times. Amen? And look at this here. Number one, why is groups so important or why is finding freedom so important in a, in, in a group uh, environment? Because life change or dealing with yesterdays happens in relationships. I mean, you share, ladies, I know you guys, especially men, we don't want to share, but ladies, I mean, they share everything. I mean, uh, they, they, just, they, they go to the hairdresser. They don't even know the hairdresser and they share their whole life. Come on, ladies, you know what I'm talking about, right? But that's the reality of it, okay? In relationships. So why not, or even more so, in a church environment, in a group environment, where there's people that can help you and support you and build into your life and take you uh, uh, on a journey with us. The next thing is this. We create small groups where people can experience community. Yes, community is friends. Find freedom and then take next steps. The group exists because of you. The group does not ex exist because it's a leader. It exists because you are there. Amen? So to experience community. Next point is because small groups are the biblical model. We see that right in the book of Acts where they, were, they went from home to home breaking bread, teaching the, 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 the word and, and, and encouraging one another. It's the biblical model. And then lastly, because people need to be known or wanted or belong. You know what? When people are in, 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 uh, pulled in, you, you can be a loner for so long, even during this lockdown. After a couple of four or five days, man, I get cabin fever. I just need to go out. I can't, I can't, even if I just drive with my car to the shop and then I see how busy it is, I say, okay, no, back, to, back home. Okay, that's it. I had enough now. But, you know, people need to belong. They need to be known. They need to feel like they want it. And when we approach people, talk to people, or your, 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 your uh, team leader encourages you, or your, your friend in the group encourages you, come on, man, be part of this. People love that. They want to be known. So invite people, encourage people in your group. Yeah, but that one doesn't say much. That's fine. Maybe he can be in a silent group or something like that. I don't know, family. But, you know, everybody needs to be known, wants to be wanted, and wants to belong to something. Number three, discover your purpose. It says here, we have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. That's so true, and I thank God that we're all different. Because together, all our differences, we make a mighty force together. Amen? So it says we all have different gifts according to the grace given to us. So discover your purpose. You were created for a purpose on purpose. <laughs> you no mistake. God created you for a purpose. You just need to discover that on purpose. He made you that way. So if you're the one that can sing, that's it. The reason why I can't sing is because God did it on purpose. For a purpose, because there's other things that I can do well, but singing is not my forte. Discover how you can serve others and not just yourself. So many people, sometimes when we speak about these things, about giving and things like that, people say, okay, so uh, pastor, I'm ready. Yeah, give, give, give. No, no, you missed the point. The point is you must give. <laughs> Discover how you can serve others and not just yourself. And then we see, yeah, how do we do this? We create an easy, obvious, and effective growth track where people can discover their purpose. Today, we're having step four of the growth track at 10 o'clock. Make sure you sign up. You're registered. We're ready for the growth track. Today is becoming team ready. Woohoo! That is just so exciting. We are becoming team ready because we are going to live out our purpose. Second one, because every believer has a spiritual gift. Yes, you have a gift. You have a gift, you have a gift. Each and every one of us have a gift. God created us that way. You can do things better and you can do things that I can never do. 
and vice versa. Number three, because the main function of ministers is to equip the church to do ministry. It's not the pastor to do ministry. It's not always even the leaders. It is you, the member of the church. Because together, we are the called out ones, the ecclesia. We are together the church body. And all of us work together. You know, family, we don't really need the people in the church. But hey, it's for your benefit. Hey, and it goes so much better when you help us. And it's so much better when you understand your purpose in life because then you'll know where you're falling. Maybe you were serving in the parking area and then after you discover your purpose, you realize, no, 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 I need to be in the children's ministry. And we are so grateful for that because that's a job that I'm not called to do, for example. Amen. And then lastly, number four, yeah, because discovery of purpose produces hope. When you know your purpose, you have hope. I don't know, it creates energy. It creates vision. It creates confidence. When you have hope, I don't know, a little bit of hope, man can overcome a lot of bad news. Number four, fourth program that we have, make a difference. Make a difference. Look what the Bible says. However, I consider my life worth nothing to me. My only aim is to finish the race and complete the task, the task the Lord Jesus has given me. God, Jesus, Jesus has given you personally a task to complete. We do dream team to give an opportunity to live out your God-given gift and serve because you love it, because you want to serve, because you like it, because you want to make a difference in people's lives. Not because we need you, like I've said earlier, but because it's important that you can have an opportunity, a platform where you can live out your dreams. Amen, family? To make a difference. We want you to make a difference where we stand back and say, wow, that is just amazing. That is just phenomenal. How do we do that? Number one, we create an easy, obvious, and effective process where people can serve on the dream team. We create an opportunity for you to serve, whether it's making coffee, parking cars, um, uh, uh, ushering, uh, uh, checking in people, uh, uh, maybe a campus host where you're telling people what to do. Maybe you're part of the children's ministry, whatever the case may be. Oops, I almost fell over there. And uh, whatever it might be, you know. So, I mean, just putting all this stuff here is part of Dream Team. This is all part of Dream Team. Come on, a shout out to the Dream Team out there. Amen. Shout out to the Dream Team. How do we do this? Number two, because people ministering, you ministering is the biblical model. They ministered to the people, amen? They took care of the needs on a daily basis. Number three, because people need to be needed. You know, people need to be needed because when people feel like they are needed, family, listen to this. It breeds a confidence. The number one thing happens when somebody loses their job, their confidence is lost. But when people tell you, I need you, to help us. I need you to be involved here. I need you to come alongside me and support me in this area. People love it. It builds their confidence. It energizes them, gives them hope, and gives them the vision because people need to be needed. Number four, because serving others meets the greatest need of the human heart. How many of you feel good 
when you help someone else. Come on now. Maybe you've done it. You've heard us preach from this platform that some people uh, maybe uh, pay for somebody's groceries while they're standing in, a, in the aisle. Maybe the guy that's looking after your car, instead of the one rand, two rand, or the five cents, or the 10 cents, or whatever that you got spare in your wallet. Maybe why don't you just give him 20 rand, 50 rand, 100 rand. Hey, let's push it. Why don't you just even give him a 200 rand? Why don't you just say, I'm not just going to give a 10% tip. I'm going to give him a 20, 25, 30, 40, 50 percent tip because serving others and when you do that family you feel good not in an arrogant way but because you can change the life of someone else and that is what is felt in the human heart when making a difference when serving right here on the dream team what does this all do how do we know we are moving forward success is when people are moving on the spiritual journey that God has for them if you on your track, if I can put it that way, and you moving forward, and you going from one thing to the next thing, you are being successful in the kingdom of God because you are moving forward. You are moving forward on your spiritual journey that God has for you. Now, let's just summarize. We move people from lost to saved by providing a weekend service where they can know God. They can give their lives to God change their hearts secondly we move people from saved to pastored by providing a small group where they can find freedom and hey let me just stop you right now and do a shout out we've started this curriculum ask amen asking you shall receive <laughs> amen i'm asking you now today come on join a group maybe you're not part of a group i want to i want to stretch you this morning come on vision have vision be part of something to make a difference i want to ask you is to become part of a small group and join us with this new curriculum called ask 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 amen family as a member maybe you say pastor johnny i would love to lead a group like that hey we're waiting for you. We're waiting for you, buddy. So come on, sign up, speak to the pastors, speak to somebody, and they will direct you in the right area. Text us, 4991-ASK, um, um, you know, and uh, we will make connection with you. So do that, family. Let's get involved in the things of the Lord. If we were to be an underground church tomorrow, how would we communicate? How would we meet with one another? We've got to have strong groups that's going to help establish us in Jesus' name. Amen. Are you guys? I'm not negative. I'm not uh, Pastor Johnny, so you've given up. No, no. I'm saying we're preparing. We're preparing for the future. Amen. Look what it says here. We move people, number three, from pastored to be discipled by providing a growth track. This is where you can learn about this church and you can learn what we stand for and how we, how we, how we uh, distribute the money and use the money in this church and what we stand for. You can even become a member. And if you say, I don't like you guys and it's not a, a nice thing, Man, we will give you 10 other good churches in the city and you can go there. Amen? So the growth track will help you with all these things. Number four, we move from people from being discipled to mobilized. This is the important part here. We move people from discipled to mobilized. And I'm going to ask the band to come up right now at this moment in time, play in the background. From discipled to mobilized. Discipled to mobilized. I want to mobilize you today. I want to mobilize you today by providing a dream team where they can make a difference. 
If you want to join the dream team today, go in the four steps and we'll help you. If you want to be part of groups, you want to get involved in the group and this awesome curriculum about ask, asking some difficult questions, asking some things that you've never thought of asking, we're going to help you with that. It's just going to be amazing. But also, family, it's a place where you can come together, where you can be part of and We can help you find freedom and deal with your yesterdays and just walk the path with the Lord. Amen? Next point here is, I love what it says here in Mark 8. They came to Bethesda, Jesus. And some people brought a blind man and begged Jesus to touch him. And he took the blind man by the hand and led him outside the village. And when he had spit on the man's eyes and put his hands on him, Jesus asked, listen to this now. This is my question to you today. Do you see anything? In this vision, can you see anything? Or is it that you're completely blinded? Do you see anything? Goes on to say, he looked up and said, the blind man, I see people, they look like trees walking around. Meaning family, that I can see something. My sight has slightly improved. And I'm trusting now family, that your sight has improved. Previously, perhaps you didn't see anything. Your sight has improved as I started with this message. I can see they look like trees walking around once more. And so this message today, once more, Jesus put his hands on the man's eyes and then his eyes were opened. His sight was restored and he saw everything clearly. This morning, I'm trusting that you see the vision of Christian Family Church clearly. I trust that you see your personal vision clearly this morning. What is your vision that you want to accomplish? Here is the clear vision for what has been accomplished in Christian Family Church. I want to share with you, because you are part of this vision, because you are involved in this vision, because you make a difference in what we do here, there is a clear vision for this church. And I want to show you guys, man, I want to, I want to give, do a shout out for all the leaders. I want to do a shout out for all the members in groups and in Dream Team and, uh, 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 and, and uh, uh, Growth Track, wherever you are, the members. And I want to encourage you that are not involved. Come on, you need to get involved. Let me show you what, what is that we've done this year. In a so-called, who this is the worst of the worst. Let me show you. Number one, attendance this year increased with 52% in person and online. That is amazing. The grace of God. Groups increased with 31% more groups than last year. And 41% more people started to attend groups. Amen. You might not be aware of it. It just shows you how things are working around you. You need to get involved in this. 29% more people attended growth track from the previous year. So we're not just sitting back and saying, oh, well, we'll just wait for everything. You see, family, you can't wait. You can't wait to say, when it's back to normal, then we will get involved. No, this is it. We have to get involved. And we as a church, together with you, our leaders, we are doing this. And it's all there for you, our members. Come on, you must get on board with us. 23% more people became team ready and on team during 2020. The unconnected church, those that, 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 that only came once in the whole year and never came back, 197 of those people connected in groups. That's amazing. And 532 started on the growth track. That is just amazing. On their the, on the spiritual journey. 
And then the crowning glory for me is always this. It's what we do for other people. Welfare has made a massive difference in more than 5,000 people's lives every month. And it's all because of you, family. We give God all the glory and all the praise, but it's all because of you and what you do. And we want to say thank you. Thank you for supporting the vision. Let it be clear. Let it be clear. Everything must be clear. I want you to become energized. I want you to become involved. I want you to feel the energy. And I want you to say, right, this is what we're going to do. This is, this is not a New Year's resolution. This is a commitment to serving God. Are you ready? Let me just pray a prayer over each and every one of you. Wherever you are, raise your hands to heaven and receive this. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before you. We pray for each and every member of Christian Family Church around the world and, 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 and Christians around the world, but specifically for our church. We pray, Father, that you guide them and lead them, that the vision is clear and plain in their hearts. They will step it up, Father, become involved, Father, make a difference, find freedom. In Jesus' name I pray. And all those who agreed said, Amen. If you pray that prayer, if you've got something new that you're going to do this year, come on, put it in the comments there. Let us know. Hey, pastor, I want to get involved in this area. Can somebody help me? I want to do this. I want to do that. I want this. Can I have a meeting with somebody? Can I talk about something? Whatever it is, we are ready. We're standing by. We are ready to help you. Amen, family. But here is the greatest decision that each and every one of us has made and have to make. Every head bowed and every eye closed. At this time, I'm asking you, have you made Jesus Lord and Savior of your life? Perhaps you've backslidden and you've done some bad things and say, Pastor Johnny, I don't know whether God will forgive me. He will, friend. That's my second invitation. Restore your relationship with Him. Or thirdly, perhaps you do not have assurance of your salvation. You say, if I were to die tonight, I do not know whether I would go to heaven or hell. Well, it's important that you know because the Bible says in 1 John 5, 13, you must know that you have eternal life. And so at any one of those three invitations, I'm going to ask you right now. If you want to receive Jesus as Lord and Savior, secondly, you want to restore your relationship, or number three, you want to have assurance of your salvation. Pastor Johnny, pray for me. I'm going to pray for you. Raise your hand. Maybe it's in your heart. It's in your mind. Do something different so that God knows that you mean business. Each and every one now that has raised their hands to heaven or indicated in their spirit or maybe you just did this, whatever it is, make right with the, with the Lord. Say this prayer after me. Father in heaven, I come to you in the name of Jesus. Receive me as your child. I thank you for sending Jesus to die on a cross for me. You went to hell in my place so I can go free. From this day, I promise to serve you with all of my heart. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Thank you for joining us during this episode of Living Life with Dr. Theo and Bev Volmerantz. We hope that through this inspired teaching, you had an encounter with God. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of Apostle Theo and Dr. Bev Volmerantz and would like to enjoy more resources, we hope you will visit our website at www.christianfamilychurch.co.za or for our American listeners, www.christianfamilychurchsa.com.